0: hello welcome back to this week's startup student podcast and this episode is all about evaluating the market which is the second step of the six steps of the marketing formula the formula that will make marketing easy for you the startup student podcast the podcast for students who want to be their own boss where students and experts from across the world and i christine give you practical advice we are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host Christine, let's start this episode. Hello, hello, welcome to this week's episode. Let's recap quickly what we did in the last week. We looked at the step one of the six steps that will make marketing easy for you, the marketing formula, which uses the acronym RESULT. And the first one was recognize yourself. And we talked about the 10 principles that help you to create a powerful marketing mindset, and we looked at your values, your business values, how can you make sure you have the top 10 list that you can use in all your communication. So today we are looking into evaluating the market. Step two, good marketers see consumers as complete human beings with all the dimensions real people have. It's a quote by Jonah Jonah Sachs. And um, I want to start this episode with this quote, like I usually do. And step two, like I mentioned, is about evaluating the markets. And we will look at market and competitors and how you can look into that and how you can define your ideal client. Now, the ideal client we already looked at when we were talking about the startup formula six easy steps to start your own business, but you might want to review this and also I want to repeat this in this episode just to make sure that if you haven't listened to that episode or you forgot about it or you haven't worked your way through it yet you can do that now but why is it important to analyze the market you have to look at the market that you are in to discover trends and to see if you're on the right track really doing a proper market analysis will help to spot opportunities and maybe even help you to discover new target groups that you haven't even thought of so looking at your competitors will help you to find out what makes you different and how can you do marketing competitor analysis Um, well there is uh, some stuff that you can download on my in my online community if you wish so but you can also do your research offline you can do it online So let's be clear, because everything is online these days, you can actually do market research offline as well. And none of the data you find should be older than two years, unless you show a trend that started years ago and is still going, for example. And very, very important. When you start your market research, be flexible, because you might find out that you need to adjust your idea or forget about it completely. And this could be difficult, but if you're only looking for things that will confirm your business idea, um, then you will only find these. But be open to all information that you find. And always, always, always ask yourself the question for everything that you find. What does this mean for me and my business? So you find a fact, a trend, an opinion, a survey with some results, a case study or something like that. Ask yourself the question, what does this mean for me and my business? Let's look at some offline stuff you can do. You are at a university probably, if you are a student listening to this. And universities have a lot of research and white papers available on all kinds of topics. So make sure you make use of this. Libraries hold a lot of information as well. And then there's always industry-specific magazines. That have articles about trends developments, interviews with some experts and so on so you can find these offline but also obviously online and see what kind of data you can get from there have a look at trade associations that hold statistics and data uh, maybe get a focus group together so people that are your potential customer your ideal client <laughs> and ask them questions and let them use your product then you can do market, on, uh, market research online as well. And you should do some keyword research to find the right information online. And you can use the Google Keyword Research tool from Google Ads um, or whatever they're called now when you're listening to this. At this point of time they're called Google Ads, but they um, constantly rename themselves as well. <laughs> Just be aware of this. And they have a Google Research tool that you can use and that really helps you to find stuff that people are looking for online. And once you have your keywords defined, you can add the following words to find information for your market research, for example. So you have a keyword um, and then you add facts, case study, trends, statistics, data and so on. So find something that's relevant to you, your business idea and your industry and add these things when you start searching um, online. And that will help you really to find uh, case studies online and you can also always conduct surveys online also offline But you can do surveys online that you distribute through your social media channels via a newsletter And you can use something like SurveyMonkey or Typeform to create those surveys for free and get feedback of people Make sure when you do surveys that you put at the beginning at the top who this survey is for so um, You get the right people filling in the survey because it's a bit difficult to understand that, especially if it's anonymous. The structure of the market research um, is something I'm going to give you. Uh, This is something logical. It's not the ultimate only way to do it, but when you're looking at market data, you need to look at location, at demographics, at statistics of the area, statistics of your target group and trends in the industry really. And what do you do with that information? So like I mentioned before, for every fact that you find, you need to ask yourself the following question. What does this mean for me and my business? There's no point getting all this information and data and not knowing what it means to you. Analyze and evaluate the information, review or develop your product and services. Now, this was one part of the market research. The other part is obviously looking at competitors. And once you have defined your competitors, and there's direct ones, so people that offer exactly what you're offering, and indirect competitors that are offering an alternative to what you want to offer. So a solution, an alternate, uh, alternative solution to the problem that you're solving. And you need to analyze them. One way of doing this is, to, for example, to create a competitor grid. It's a grid that shows the main points of the competitors in just one page rather than writing paragraphs and paragraphs because it's a bit uh, easier really to grasp all the information out there and it's also easier for you to compare yourself against your competitors if you have it in one big overview so how does it work you can open up an excel sheet and have a column for each competitor so at the top the column titles will be the competitor names and then you have the rows on the other hand and they are the criteria you look up for each competitor and they will be different for every industry so it really i'm giving you some examples but depending on which industry you're in depending on your products and services this will be different for everyone and you might want to add things but for example you can first of all you write down the url So you can easily find them if they have a website. You have um, then a row which describes the product and services. And I would put them in as bullet points. You have a pricing, so you can have a from to pricing in there. Uh, The location, so where do they sell the product or where do they sit? Where's the main seat of the company? Uh, What kind of marketing activities do they do? Uh, What's their USP, their unique selling point? and sometimes they mention that on their website, same with, um, for example, the mission statements, what kind of certificates do they hold, what kind of awards did they win, uh, maybe they belong to certain associations. So make a list and put this all in each row in bullet points. And then you do that for every competitor. And then you have it all neatly in on one page. Might be a big page, but you still have it. And in the end, you can add, if you want, a column and at the end of the Excel sheet, having yourself in there and you can easily spot maybe what sets you apart. Maybe it's the features, maybe it's a location, maybe it's the products and pri- um, services, maybe it's the pricing, your USP should be in there and um, so on. And then we come to the last bit. Of this um, uh, market analysis so we looked at the market itself the trends and so on but now and, and also the competitors now we need to look at your ideal client because when you know who your ideal client is it will be much easier to market your product and services to your target audience you will be able to define your tone of voice How will you talk to them? What language are you using? It will be much easier to find your ideal client because you will know everything about them. And you will stop wasting money and time on marketing your products and services to people that will never buy your products and services. Your ideal client will be the basis for all your marketing activities. And I mentioned earlier this we've already done in the startup formula. But again, I want to go through this in case you haven't done the exercise yet you haven't listened to the episode or you want to refresh it. If not, feel free to skip to the end of this episode. Don't worry to narrow down too much your ideal client because defining your ideal client doesn't mean that you won't work with anyone else. It just means you will attract more of the clients and customers that you ideally want to work with or that you want to sell your product to. And what do you do when you have more than one target group? It's also quite normal and common, Um, however, go through the exercise for all of the target groups separately, as you will reach one target group in a different way to the others. So let's say you target uh, groups of CEOs and medium-sized businesses, and on the other hand, uh, teenagers. And obviously, you're using different channels and different uh, language to reach the different target groups. But just focus on one target group at a time in marketing your products and services and think about what target group to focus on first well there might be different ways to decide it you might want to start with the most obvious one so one might be super obvious maybe you can't get one target group on board without having the other one you might want to start with a particular group or you already have a group which you have connections with so these are just some criteria that help you to um, think about which target group to go first for. (laughs) Now, who is your ideal client? Your ideal client is someone that is in need of your products or service. You have a solution to their problem. So you always need to solve a problem with your business. And it's someone who is ready and can afford to pay the amount that you're asking for. Your ideal client is ready to make a change or investment and your ideal client gives maximum satisfaction to you and you give maximum value to your client. And how do you define your ideal client? Here are some questions um, that you should consider and they're divided into B2C, business to consumer, for selling to an end customer or B2B, where you sell to businesses. So B2B stands for business to business. And if you're only selling to consumers, you don't have to go through the business to business questions However, if you are targeting only B2B, so only businesses, make sure you go through the B2C questions as well. However, if you're targeting only B2B, so only selling to businesses, make sure you go through the B2C questions as well, as there's always a person within the business that will buy your product or service. And don't worry if you can't answer all the questions immediately, they will get you started and you get your mind thinking. And you may come back to them at a later stage after you have done more research about your clients and maybe you talk to some and you will be able then to fill in the outstanding questions. And a lot of time your ideal client reflects you. Not always, but often. And they have usually similar values obviously to what your company is selling and what your company stands for. So let's have a look at the questions. B2C first, business to consumer. So look at the demographics, gender, age, location, family circumstances, are they married, single, in a relationship, do they have children, what is the age of the children, Um, what's their occupation, how much do they earn, Um, what else, what do do they do in their spare time, but what do they want to do more in their spare time. So what do they actually do, but what would they love to do more? Uh, What do they value? Coming back to also the values that you define for yourself. What is their biggest frustration? Uh, What do they fear? What do they want less of in their life? What do they want more of in their life? What do they want for their future? Um, What are their problems? Which you should know by now already. What are they thinking about themselves? How can you make their lives better with what you offer? What pain or problem will your product and service solve for them? So these were a few questions for the B2C market. And let's have a look at the B2B questions. What type of organization would you ideally work with and why? What industry are they in? What values do they have? And how many employees do they have? What is their turnover? Where are they located? and what is the company's mission, and is there anything else? And then once you have this, I want you to write down your ideal client, like an ideal client avatar they call that, where you have a paragraph. So you answer the questions, but I don't want you to write down question, answer, question, answer. I want you to write down a whole paragraph of this specific client that you have. And everything that you have answered will help you with this. So for example, Um, Julia is 36 years old and lives in the suburbs of England. She has three children aged five, seven and nine. Uh, She wants to start her own business and doesn't want to go back to a full-time job. So she has the flexibility to take care of the children um, plus also have her own income and have independence. She is married, lives in a three-bedroom house. She likes the following magazines. She watches the following TV shows and so on. So you get this. This is um, defining your ideal client. A lot to think about and a lot to go through. And it will take a while actually to go through this second step. But it's super, super important that you do that. So we looked at evaluating the market today. And it's um, really important to look at the market itself, so what are the trends. We looked at offline and online market research that you can do and what to look out for. We looked at competitors and how you can do some research and maybe use a competitor grid. And we looked at how to define your ideal client. And in the next episode, we're going to look at step three of the marketing formula, which is show them what you've got.